0: They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hello guys, welcome back to The Conscious Combo. I am so grateful and honoured to introduce Nadia Dela Cruz onto the show. Before she says hi, just a little bit about why I wanted to talk to Nadia today. So Nadia is a Wayne Dyer fan, just like me, as you all know. And I found Nadia by literally typing in on Instagram, Wayne Dyer. And I saw her Wayne Dyer wisdom page and I was like, oh my god, anything to do, with Wayne Dyer, please give it to me. And Seeing her Facebook group, you've nearly got a hundred thousand people in there. You've built this beautiful legacy up for for Wayne and his work. And it's beautiful to watch and it you've inspired me so much. And when you post things, it gives me that little, you know, giddy feeling that you've posted Wayne. And I know we're going to talk about Wayne a lot on this episode because he's probably sat saying, Talk about me. Come on, talk about me. <laughs> but I'm just so excited to talk to you, Nadia, today and get to know you a little bit more. So hi.
0: Hello, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, Wayne always comes up, no matter <laughs> no matter what I'm doing. If it's something related to spirituality or even just life, like he he comes up a lot for me.
1: He does, and I think like I whenever I do interviews, I'm always quoting him. You know, because he was so good with quotes. And I remember watching him like five, four or five years ago on on YouTube, and I go, God, he memorizes these quotes like. And I'm doing the same now. It's just natural because I just remember them and. I think his quotes are what really, I just love how he quotes things. Cause he, you know, he mm-hmm. was a teacher, wasn't he? he references loads of things. And when like, we were just, we were just chatting before I press record. And I keep doing, we keep saying this, like, I should just press record and just go with the conversation because we have some beautiful conversations. And I was saying to Nadia, like when I'm ever down or having a, you know, a crappy day, I do just listen to Wayne or I put him on the Hay House app or YouTube or I'll read his books And he he makes me feel better. His voice makes Mm -hmm. me feel better. It really soothes me.
0: Yeah. His live lectures are my favorite. I've been listening to those forever. I used to have the tapes in my car when I had a tape deck in the car and those would just sort of stay in there. And especially like if I was stuck in traffic, right. And you get in that moment where you're just like, and then like, I'm like, wait, I have a choice here. Let's pop in Wayne. And I start to like Look at the cars around me, and I start to think about all the other people. I'm like, isn't it interesting? We're all right here right now? You know, we all want to get somewhere, but it doesn't have to be this angst filled drive. Um, you can actually make a choice to enjoy that time. That's definitely one of the lessons I learned from Wayne. And his voice always brings me back into alignment. So, yeah, still have his library.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned about traffic because we I watched Eckhart Tolle last night in Auckland and I'm still reflecting on what he said, but what was interesting was you come out of the event and it's just traffic, you know, it's traffic mm-hmm. everywhere because everyone's driving out of the event. And, you know, we were driving home, it was an hour and a half home from where we were. And it was interesting to get your thought process and what Eckhart had just been sharing about, you know, it's not the scenario that makes us suffer, it's our thoughts that make us suffer and I know Wayne speaks about this too, but again, it's that check, like last night driving home, we had to divert off the highway and stuff because of the closures. Um, My thoughts wanted to be like, oh, you know, that, that angst, like, oh my God, traffic. And I just thought, I've just watched Eckhart for two hours. Come on, Pip, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I just thought to myself, it's just traffic. And as as Eckhart says, just, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. So for you to suffer it's you that's causing the suffering and Mm -hmm. yeah like it it just makes you realize we are in control of that like you know we go through loss we go through divorces we go through all these different you know things in our life which we say would cause us suffering but it it isn't the thing it isn't the situation that causes the suffering it's us it's our thoughts so that's been definitely a checkpoint for me last night and in, in sitting in traffic on the way home. Yeah, we're not a victim to circumstances. We're a victim to our own
0: thoughts. And we have these habitual thought patterns I I don't like to say that we're in control of our thoughts because I think that there's this stream of consciousness that's always going. I'm not even sure that our thoughts are really coming from within us. I think sometimes we're just tapping into things and then we find something that catches our attention and we pull at that thread and we follow it and we get this whole momentum of thoughts, but we can definitely influence our thought process and, Um, You know, Wayne's take on that was that, you know, never see yourself as a victim, because if you if you put yourself in the position where somebody has to change in order for you to be okay, you're stuck. But if you take radical responsibility for everything that happens to you in your life, then you have your power back, then you can do something about it. And he was really about manifesting and imagining what was possible. You know, he studied the branch of psychology that was all about human potential, which is not what most of psychology was. Most of psychology is just identifying and labeling psychosis. And he went another way with it. And he influenced millions by by bringing that, that message out. So I think, you know, I'm still passionate to talk about those things because of the way it impacted my life and how common it is, I think, Maybe even culturally, how common it is for us to think, oh, you know, I'm too young or I'm too old or I don't have enough money or that's not possible or I can't reach for that. And his message was always dream bigger, you know, that that it's if it's possible for one, it's possible for all. And even if you might not have all of your dreams come true, maybe you're better off not having all your dreams come true come true so if you leave space for co-creation with the divine right then we we end up where we need to be
1: yeah it's beautiful I was listening to him on the radio yesterday's is Hay House radio podcast and he was chatting to a guy that called in and he just said it every day he says my life just gets better and better my life just mm-hmm. gets better and better and I was like isn't that isn't that the point like it, it you know but the way the way he teaches things and the way he profoundly explains them like I said it, it's just because some people like you know I've recommended Wayne to everyone as you have <laughs> Nadi. you know like I'm constantly saying watch the shift read this book read that book watch this watch I'm like there's just all these different things that I'm trying to like push you know push his work because it was so impactful to me and it still is because I'm still not halfway through his books like I know he's got over 40 so it's like I'm still working through I want to ask you that question and watch your favorite book so hold that thought but I think if if that's even like a good answer because like how can you pick a favorite it's like it's like uh, going to it's like asking me what's my favorite Disney character I've got so many different (laughs) favorite Disney characters Mm -hmm. but I think I loved his playfulness too like how he was very playful and witty and funny and Mm -hmm. I spoke to a few people who knew him who, who who had been to seminars or who had more time with him and they just said he was just so funny and down to earth and you know he made, made people laugh and he makes me laugh you know he does make me laugh and I, I, I just think I was chatting to a good friend last week about you know she does manifesting and she's in the UK and I was thinking you know he's 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 been in spirit for almost eight years and he's still impacting millions in the world and I said what a beautiful legacy to leave like And I was thinking that, imagine like, you know, in 150 years time, people are going, oh, you know, Nadia De La Cruz, she set up Wayne Dyer wisdom. She did these amazing things to help with Wayne Dyer. So it's that whole, like, look at what you can create. And that's where I found you is by searching Wayne Dyer. You know, it was like finding that you were promoting his work, talking about his work. That's what inspired me. And that's what made me go, oh, I need to speak to Nadia. (laughs) Well, I mean,
0: he's still bringing people together and there's still new people that are discovering him. That that's really fascinating to me that every day I have people that come into the group and they're like, oh, I just discovered Wayne or my friend just told me about it. Or, or I was in a 12 step meeting and, and they were talking about Wayne Dyer, right? He's, he's, um he's very popular in, in those for good reason, because he's so motivational, but I'd actually really like to tell you how I started the group, because I think that yes. explains a lot about okay. like like where I'm at, where I'm coming from and and how I how I landed here. So Wayne died in the end of August 2015. He was 75 and it came as a total shock to me Um I won't go through that whole story because people can can look that up. The first episode of my podcast Change Your Thoughts Change Your Life tells sort of about my my background with Wayne. But he died and I was in shock and I was grieving and most people didn't understand because my friends weren't into Wayne Dyer. My dad liked Wayne Dyer but he wasn't, you know, going out to see his talks and everything like I was, but it was something that we would watch on PBS and we could talk about him. And I bought Wayne Dyer books for my dad and like um, they were the same age. So there's a, there's an emotional connection there for me that he was like a father figure. Not that I needed one. My father was amazing, but he, he just, you know, he was in that same heart space for me. So he died and I wanted to talk to people who were influenced by his teachings who were into this. You know, people used to ask me, Are you are you religious? And I'm like, no. Are you spiritual? Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you believe? And I'm like, have you heard of Wayne Dyer? Right? Because it was just like that was just the easiest way to sum it up. I had been on that journey with Wayne since the 90s, since his first book. You'll see it when you believe it. Not his first book, his first spiritual book, yeah, his first yeah, book that yeah. talked about spirituality. But you see it when you believe it in the 90s. That was the first book I read. And he went on this journey and I went on it with him. And I think he made it really safe to explore spirituality in a way that just made sense and was so easy to access. And it just felt like a remembering. And he led me to other teachers. and. When he joined Louise Hay at Hay House, right, I started to discover all these other Hay House authors and everything else. So I wanted to connect with people who felt the way that I did because I didn't really know anybody. And if I'm sad and they're like, oh, why are you sad? Oh, well, Wayne Dyer died. Well, who's that? Oh, well, you know, like he wrote some books and stuff and they're just like, oh, okay. Like you seem a little too upset about this, but it was just, um, he was a lighthouse to me. And I loved knowing that there was going to be more talks. I loved knowing that there was going to be maybe more books. I loved hearing the little tidbits we'd get from him on his radio show about current events and things like that. And it just felt like a voice of reason out there when sometimes there's just a lot of noise and chaos in the media. And I felt like I could always turn to him. So I went on, I think there was a Hay House memorial page for Wayne Dyer and I had to like sign up to be able to comment on the chat and everybody was like leaving their little messages about what he had meant to them and how they missed him. And I was like, oh my gosh, like these are my people, you know, but I wanted a group, I was looking for a group and I couldn't find one, so I started one. So a few days after he died, I started the Wayne Dyer Wisdom Community. I knew that I wanted to go back through all the books that I have and the and the tapes that I have. I We had recently moved into this house and I didn't have like my, my sacred space set up. So I set up the sacred space. I gathered all of that. I was like, you know what, this is going to be a great way for me to like talk about what I'm reading and what I'm listening and sharing and like connect with other people. I had no idea where it was going to go and at first it was just a few people and it was awesome because it was just like you know he had just died and we were able to connect and it was actually quite a while later it was probably late 2018 and I had gone on to study other things um, and but but I noticed that whatever I did Wayne was always a part of it I was always quoting Wayne. I was always coming back. So I was like, wait, I haven't left Wayne and moved on to these other things. He's actually foundation for everything else that I'm doing. So late 2018, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do more with this Wayne Dyer. And as soon as I set that intention, all of a sudden people started asking to join the group. I didn't do anything differently. I hadn't started posting more. All of a sudden I set this intention and timing must've been right. People started showing up. And before I knew it, I was getting like a thousand people a week for a while Mm -hmm. that were joining when, um, I think we had our first thousand, um, beginning of May, 2019. And, and, and we've been at, at a hundred thousand for a couple of years, Facebook changed the way they do the group. So it stopped the, the growth, but, um, it's easier to keep the spam out that way, actually that's a whole other thing but so it started from this it started from like he died and i'm looking for a group i want to be able to connect with people i couldn't find it so i started one i didn't know it was going to be it grew into this all these people started showing up and i was like oh well like i should do something with this so i started doing like wisdom Wednesday videos where I was trying to give like a little tidbit of Wayne or I was you know trying to get a little bit more interaction in the posts and meet people and then I started doing Facebook lives and then I think we both started podcasts around the same time Um, right after the pandemic started I started change your thoughts change your life That wasn't even really a planned thing it was going to be something else Um, but I just there were so many things to talk about related to spirituality related to Wayne related to everything else that it's just grown and grown and grown and somewhere along the way I realized I've been doing this for more than 20 years I've been following Wayne I've been involved in spirituality I'm still hungry for it I don't know where that comes from. I think there's some interest in like philosophy and spirituality and like, I don't know, I'm just hungry for it. I love having these conversations. And I realized that for the rest of my life, I will be talking about Wayne Dyer and spirituality, whether I have a Facebook group, whether I have a podcast, whether I'm just quietly raising my kids at home, I will always be talking about Wayne Dyer and spirituality so anything that's in alignment with that is just comes naturally and it's not work and I don't know why I'm doing
1: it other than it's just in my heart and that's what's the beauty about it isn't it it's in your heart you don't have to explain what it is it's just purpose isn't it it's I I resonate so much and you've obviously had Wayne in your life much longer than me I'm exactly the same like I will buy my clients books as just gifts and just say read just read this book read that book I have a whole bookshelf here and obviously Wayne's on my wall here but I have a bookshelf and when my hypnosis clients come here they're kind of looking at the bookshelf and I'm just like take what you want just just take it like just go you need it more than me and you know one lady just took the change your thoughts change your life book and she said oh my god Pip I've just read this in a month it's changed my life and I was like that's what Wayne did for me it was like reading change your thoughts change your life I I just was like this is just like for me it was just a how can I describe it it was more like a a coming home like it was the way the way he he rewrote the Tao and and explained it and did the exercises, and I sat with it. I was like, it's like coming home to self, isn't it? It was like just so natural. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm just remembering things I already know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to have people like Wayne Dyer and all these other spiritual teachers out there, because there's so many of them, I don't know what it is. I just, it, they just come into your life, don't they? And I think that's the same as you and I, Nadia. Like you're helping so many people by being Nadia. I'm helping people by just being Pippa. And that's what Wayne did for us. And that's the whole point, isn't it? It's like, you know, Wayne was such a great messenger and he would, you know, teach about Jesus and Lao Tzu and all the teachers that would, you know, that would help him. And that's Mm -hmm. the same as now. It's just, it's a moving on of, of messengers, isn't it? It's just like seeing it through our perception and like I'm always quoting him, like if I meet people and I'm talking about spirituality, how do you get into spirituality? Well, I watched The Secret and then I did Reiki and then Wayne Dyer came into my life and then like, who's Wayne Dyer? And it's the same as you, like people were, who is he? And then when they read him or they watch him, they're like, oh, he's great. And he's helped me in this. And I'm just, it's like just passing on, isn't it? The, the, The help and the support. And I'm still yet to read so many of his books, but one of my favorite kind of experiences that i had like with wayne like as in like to do with him was when we went to CC. Mm. You know, me and my husband went to CC in 2020
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, the, so i started my podcast off similar time was a
0: difficult it, time to travel
1: <laughs> it was so it was it was definitely meant to be i i listened to his story that year where he had his miraculous healing mm-hmm. in and when he saw saint francis and I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for my thirtieth, and my thirtieth was in the September of 2020. Don't know how it was gonna happen. I was like, we're in a pandemic, but I know I'm going to. Assisi And my sister, my sister and and my brother in law, he was gonna propose to my sister in in Portugal. Mm. So they we, we could we could travel to Europe with similar, you know, there was different restrictions, but we could go away. So mm-hmm. we surprised my sister and and my brother-in-law and she, you know, she got engaged and it was wonderful and we had a great time. And then the rules changed. And I was like, Oh, so it was like, if you went back to the UK, you had to isolate for 10 days. But if you went to a green country, you, you only isolate for the days that you're not, it's just, it was so strange. So we mm-hmm. said, why don't we just go to Rome? Cause my husband is obviously from California. He loves English history. Mm-hmm. So we got a flight to Rome and when we got there, I said, we're going to Assisi. So we got the train from Rome and we got got to Assisi. We only had one night there, but it was two days of... Oh, well, so like, it wasn't
0: even planned for you to end up there. That's even you know, better.
1: Yeah, it was like, it was to walk, because we'd already got, we already got to Portugal. So it was like, if you're already there, here's the rules. So I was like, oh, okay. So these reels that we could have like huffed and puffed about and been anxious and angry about were actually yeah. an opportunity to... So I remember just getting the train, and we got there late at night. So I could just see these lit, like they were light up crosses, you know, the the cross, Mm -hmm. and they were lit up on hills. And I was like, "Oh, I bet this is beautiful," but it was dark. And I remember getting there, and we checked into the hotel, and we were right near where the bells were in the basilica. So in the morning, you can hear the bells going. I was just, just you'll understand this now, dear, and people listening. When when you're so connected, you get all these synchronicities happening
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: aren't coincidences, and they're like. And My husband and I were just like so with my sister and, and brother-in-law, and they're not really awake. Like they, they get it, but they're not like. And we me, me, and Chris are having these like, oh my god, oh my god, all these different like signs and synchronicities, and my my sister's just like, what are they on about? <laughs> they just, they just didn't get it, but they would, they just saw how happy we were. And I remember when we went down into Saint Francis' tomb, Chris and I just burst out crying uh We, you know, we meditated in there, and we we just you know sent prayers, and we just said thanks to him, and then we went down. We were trying to find the exact mu- uh, place where he took the picture on. There's a spiritual solution to every problem, so we were trying to find oh, the picture are. where he took the selfie. It was someone took the picture of him, mm-hmm. and I don't think we found it. But we went up the stairs where he where he would have had the m- miraculous healing. We went up the stairs and being down that place, yeah that that picture yep so we were trying to find where that was and we couldn't get to it but we went into the place where the steps went narrow and narrow and narrower Mm. and we were like oh we had this healing here and it was it was so surreal but it was just we just felt so blessed to, to be a place what changed his life and there was loads of beautiful like i said signs synchronicities that he was around that there was things going on saint francis was definitely around and that's probably one of my most beautiful experiences with, with that, with with Wayne in, in spirit. So I do want to ask you about your favorite experience because I know we touched on it before we started recording. So do you want to tell everyone your favorite experience with Wayne? Yeah, well, before we do that, um,
0: have you watched the video recording from when he took a bunch of people
1: over to the sacred sites? It's called Experiencing the Miraculous. I don't think so but they were were selling the video and I really wanted it and I watched a snippet of when he was in one of the he was doing a talk in a cc in one of the churches when he broke into tears yeah 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 because I've got goosebumps if you get
0: if you get the dvd set yeah it it has his talks and a little bit of extra kind of b-roll from from the the tour that they did and I remember when they were going and it cost something like six thousand dollars or something to to join them and i was like well i don't have six thousand dollars to go but it sounds amazing right and so um like i was aware like when he was planning this and when they were going and like it just sounds like such an a such an amazing thing and i thought it was great that they they put some of that on to, and some of it's a yeah. little rough and the sound is a little odd but it's totally worth it so if you haven't oh, seen yeah. that, that and and because you were talking about all these synchronicities That Wayne was there do you have certain signs that for you mean this is Wayne like is is there certain signs or symbols that you identify as Wayne Dyer
1: yeah definitely with with he comes through through like Lao Tzu or like the Mm -hmm. Tao or like you know the signs of the Tao or there's like the like what was the other thing that Chris was talking about my husband because he was the same like I'll just feel like giddy I'll get giddy or I'll get like, St. Francis comes through a lot too. So actually one of the really weird things was when we were in Assisi and my husband's mom, my mother-in-law, she's really religious mm-hmm. and her patron saint is St. Francis. And I didn't know that mm-hmm. until until we'd been. <laughs> and she was so over the moon. We've gone to Assisi and
0: mm-hmm. we sent
1: her pictures. I mean, we've we got some statues here. So we brought some statues back for her and I've got some on my altar here. And in her one of her security boxes, she's got cl- a cloth from his robe. Mm. And I was like, oh. so she said, you know, show me. when we, We're coming to America in a couple of weeks. So we, we've not been back for three years. And my husband needs to see his family. So she went, I need to find the piece of cloth. It's been passed down her family. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's really strange. And I think, I think for me, it's more like I definitely get giddy and I get... The one of the talks that affected me the most was i think it was the i am light and that was the one i think it was the one where he died a week later and he was in new zealand and he was talking about was it i am light i'm trying to remember which one it was he was talking about and how he words it it's he says it when he feels that way it just makes him want to love and he cries Mm -hmm. says it's just you know he gets that upset about it and it and I have moments like that where like I'll just be driving home from dropping my stepchildren off and I'll I'll just want to call everyone and just tell them that I love them and I want to just like help someone on the street or just like just and you have that moment and I feel like that's Wayne coming through because there was a moment where when I was I was separated from my partner for 18 months because of the COVID pandemic so Mm -hmm. we had 18 months apart and there was a lot of turmoil and there was a lot of growth and and evolution through that but there was days where I would just felt so down and so like oh like I don't I don't know I'm going to see my husband again when's this pandemic going to be over I, I miss him like you know it was really difficult and that's when I was watching that talk Chris and I watched it on zoom and we used to zoom and share the screen and watch it together and he said that and he mentioned about like, when you when you get that moment, it just makes you want to love. And I was like, that's what I feel like all the time. But I just want to like, people are like, why are you so like, like over the top sometimes and kind and loving and gifting? I said, because I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I love lighting people up. I love gifting them. I love making them smile. So when, whenever I feel like that, the moments come over me. Yeah, that that's Wayne. You that that Wayne's presence. Yeah, like it's that I, I want to love. Like I just want to pour out all this love. Like it's like the orange story. You know, if you squeeze an orange, what what yeah. what comes out of it? It's the same. It's like what? How can I just emanate love out into the world? And I feel like that's him coming through as as a reminder that that that's a precious moment to feel. What I about think, you?
0: I think we're actually surrounded by that feeling. Yeah. And Anita Morjani talks about that with her near-death experience, that you're just like in this sea of love. And I think kind of the most beautiful, most tragic thing about being human is that we forget that we're surrounded by this sea of love. And I think when there's something, it can be anything, that sort of gets you to open up enough to let that in. Like you can just be flooded with it and you just feel like you just have like unlimited grace and love and, you know, benevolence and just wanting the best, the best for, for everybody. Yeah. So I like that you associate that with Wayne. I think it can come, can come with a lot of things, but um, for me, like, w- well, obviously I just feel him sometimes. Right. Or or thoughts will pop in my head that sound like him. Um, but also I associate the number 313. Oh, yeah, um, from when he
1: woke up from the shift. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's that was his normal time to wake up in the morning. And he always felt like spirit was waking him up. When he had that talk with Esther Hicks with channeling Abraham, he was like, you know, why is spirit waking me up at 313? And she's like, Well, why are you listening at 313? So she was <laughs> kind of like, she was kind of like debunking it for him. Like, it's not that they're waking you up. It's just that's when you're receptive to it, maybe because it's quiet and the pressure's it's off quiet, yeah. Yeah. demands on you. And so I think we all have sort of that own version of 313 in our lives, but but I do see that number sometime at really key moments. One time I was, I was driving in the car with my husband and my kids are in the back and I'm talking to my husband about, I think it was somebody that I met that I just, I just felt this connection and I was so excited and we were going to get together and talk about Wayne or whatever. And then I look at the car in front and the license plate was 313. And I was like, (laughs) of course, like, it's almost like a confirmation that like, yeah, I have something to do with this. I'm here. Like I know what's, I know what's going on. So that that's that assuming. happened
1: for my husband because he obviously felt him a lot too. And he would wake up at three one three because we were <laughs> separated at the time because he was in America at the time and then he came to the UK to me. And there, that's when it was really like I feel like Wayne was a lot heavier then. Like he was a, around a lot more because of what was going on in in my and my husband's life. I yeah. think he, he, he swooped in, helped us create stuff and then he kind of like he's on the back burner now where he's just he's just sat there you know you call him in like you said you can connect to Lao Tzu and yeah, all yeah. these people who've passed and I think like as well when I feel him it's like if I'm talking and I feel a quote just just it's my quote just comes from it's like the back of my eyes just this quote comes and I have to say it and yeah I think when I feel like I quote him it's like you said when you feel like there's a a, a thoughts pop into your head of, of his work and it sounds like him mm-hmm. that's what I feel like when I'm I'm sharing quotes is that it's because it's I always used to think oh, I can't remember all these quotes he just has all these like quotes coming out on his speeches yeah. and I'm at that place now where I can remember quite a lot of them so I feel quite proud of that I feel like that's a bit of a <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's a lot to memorize I was always amazed at how much detail he would remember although he would use a lot of the same quotes but um but yeah, he had so I mean he was really a scholar. I think he was underestimated as a scholar that he could study these ancient books that are just really hard for most of us to get much out of not because there isn't good stuff in there but it's just not that accessible and he it would like click for him and he would get it and he would sort of convert that into um you know, just really just common everyday language and also like break it down into steps. Like here's, you know, here's three steps to apply it into your life. And That's here's what some of your resistance yeah. might be yeah. to it. Yeah. You know, I think because he was a professor too, he had that, that sort of um process and he actually had to, you know, he, Wayne Dyer didn't just become Wayne Dyer without resistance or without Uh, critics or without any pushback. He got a lot of pushback from his publishers in the beginning, wanting him to sound more academic. But he had a really clear vision for this book that he wanted to write for the public. He wanted it to reach everybody you know he used to say the teachers and and the cab drivers because these amazing things that he was learning were sort of isolated within the academic community and he's like people need to know this this isn't some elite only for the people who can afford to go to these colleges like this is useful for everybody we all we all need to to know that so i think that was always part of his process and then you know he's been criticized For not having original content or not having original work, partly because he does quote from so many. But really, I think that he is giving them credit, right? Because people don't always attribute the quotes. He was, he was always attributing quotes. And he was taking was I mean, listen, I don't think there's really anything new there's nothing new. Like it's all been thought about. It's all been, maybe we have modern applications to old ideas, but if you say, oh, this person said that, well, you're kind of missing it because that idea is probably something that's been cycling through humanity for thousands of years. So he could take some of that and bring it forward to us. And I think that that was his gift. And like you were saying, you know, we're what he had, we have. Right. And I think he wanted us to know that when he wrote, I can see clearly now, and he's talking about basically his memoir. He's talking about this series of synchronicities and threads that ran through his life. He did that to show us, we all have it. We all have that. So, so we recognize that, oh, he was just a human being. who was passionate about something who had the courage to go through the obstacles to get his message out. Which was not at all easy, and that's how he reached people. And the people that resonated him resonated with him. The people that resonate with you resonate with you. That's the way that they receive it. If they resonate with me, they receive it through me. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, yeah. you know. And that's totally to okay.
1: That. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because that's I think you know, and when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So a lot of a lot of times, it just has to do with timing in our lives and our readiness and. And whose voice is going to be the one to reach us when we're ready. So I think that anybody who feels called to speak or to share absolutely should. It's not like a select few. You know, that's why I love having people on the podcast because, because everybody has a story to share. And it's so fascinating, especially people who maybe haven't really had their story heard yet. I love that. I love like bringing that out into the world because whatever's the most personal is actually the most universal that's what we really relate to is these Mm -hmm. these emotional experiences of life and it really um it doesn't appeal to me when you have spiritual teachers who are like i've got all the answers i've got it all figured out i'm completely enlightened follow me here's how you do it Mm -hmm. right and look at this lovely abundant life i'm living you could have it too and i much more resonate with the the humility and the truth of like ramdas who's saying you know i meditated with real meditators and i studied in india for years and all these things and i haven't lost one of my neuroses you know like he was really open with his humanity and i think that that's that's how he reached us so, like, you don't have to be perfect to come forward and share your story and make a difference in people's lives.
1: Yeah, I love that too. It's what I'm. It's like I'm. I'm the same with you. Like resonating of the whole. I've got all the answers. Come to me. It's like no. I'm showing what you could possibly be open to, and you find people who you resonate with. And I, I, I say it to everyone when I'm doing videos or talks if you don't resonate with me find someone that you do resonate with because it's the most important thing to do because you do like light bulbs go off when you do find that person you go oh my god that's again with Wayne or someone else comes like Eckhart you know you yeah. just oh, I love what he says I love what he speaks about he gives me a joy he, he, he helps me to awake more he helps me to see things better Oh yeah there's been beautiful experiences with that especially reading different Different books. So, the two questions is your favorite experience that you had with Wayne and your favorite book, if you can choose one. Well, let's start
0: with favorite book because actually, the question that I get asked most is I'm new to Wayne. What should I read? Or maybe I know a little bit about Wayne. What book should I start with? What book should I read? And um, let's see if I can grab it. So, this is the hardbound version. This is the first book that I read. You'll see it when you believe it. This came out. In the 90s, it was his first book that talked about spirituality, it's got seven one word concepts, seven chapters, he talks about transformation, thought, oneness, abundance, detachment, synchronicity and forgiveness. He was new as a spiritual teacher at this point. This was his transition from psychology to spirituality. So he was studying all of these things and then brought them forward to us. And he was talking about God for the first time. And that was a big leap for him. And I think he was really excited about it. And he reached me. I was just a teenager when I read this. And I can't even believe that I was even interested in then, you know, at a time when I just wanted to, hang out with my friends and be with my boyfriend and you know buy cute clothes and whatever like you'd think i would have just been so um self absorbed and so into like the typical teenage like i'm not knocking that at all but i'm just saying like that's a weird time of life to be like whoa like who is this guy and what is he talking about and i was just fascinated seeing him on pbs and and getting sucked in so then i read this and it was just like it changed my life. I mean, it really did. And I, I think I learned things from him that were scandalous, you know, um, be a scurvy elephant, you know, don't just be a rule follower. Like you need to be intrinsically motivated and, and believing that, that more is possible that more is possible. So all of these warnings and all these limitations that my parents were giving me that the school was giving me that society was giving me this just kind of blew it out of the water and was like there's another way of thinking about it and there's more that's possible so I don't I don't I don't really have a favorite that's one um the other one is this change your thoughts change your life. This is the one that I saw him talk about in Maui. This is my treasured um signed copy. Um learning about the Tao really brought me to a place of peace. That's why I'm I'm studying the Tao again this year. Yeah. And then the last one is where is it? I have it here. <laughs> His memoir. Why is it just escaping me? I can see clearly now. Yeah. This one. Uh-huh. I love this because it's so personal. And it's just amazing all, like, the memories that sort of came up for him in his life. I love the story behind this book. I think it was his 65th birthday, maybe. And he tells his kids, I'm done writing. I've written, like, 40 books. I've got nothing to prove. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to relax and enjoy Maui and spend time with the family, whatever. And, like, the next day he wakes up and is just like... You know, like this inspiration just washes over him. And before he knows what he's doing, he's writing another book and he couldn't stop. He just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote like, like it came through him and it sounds so cathartic. And, and the way that he did it, he was always thinking about, you know, what works for me and how can it help other people? Um, So those are my top three, but honestly, I really feel like you can start with any Wayne Dyer book and you're good. Because yeah. all of them can be a doorway in. And whenever I talk to people, I'm like, what's the first book you read from Wayne? You know, it'll be real magic. It'll be your erroneous zones back from the 70s. It'll be yeah. uh, wishes fulfilled. Sometimes it's inspiration. Um, change your thoughts, change your life, you know, but but everybody kind of ends up with that same experience, I think. Um you know, people may not may not remember the words that you use, but they'll remember the way that you made them feel. And I think that's the way it is with Wayne. And he wrote over 40 books, but he was more or less coming to the same point from different angles. Like here's one way in, and here's another way in, and here's another way in. And oh, you're having trouble with that? Let's go to excuses be gone. And we're going to talk about how you can overcome these yeah. thought patterns that are tripping you up. Um, So that kind of leads into my favorite memory with Wayne, which is when I went to see him in Maui in 2007. And um, I was single. I was living on my own. I was in my 20s. And um, I didn't really know other people that were into Wayne, but I was really into Wayne. And um, I'd seen him a couple of times, but I was, and I already loved Hawaii. And I was like, Hawaii, Wayne Dyer. And he did his first conference there where he lived. And I was like, I got to be there. So I used his tips for manifesting to manifest the vacation time and the money that I needed. And it all came together and I was there. And I just loved every minute of it. I was just soaking it up. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I was staying in this ridiculously too big for me condo just because I was all by myself. And that was the place that I had found available. But, um, So when we got there, he said, oh, like tomorrow morning, I'm going to hot yoga at 6 a.m. If you guys want to come, right? There's probably a couple hundred of us there at the conference. And I was like, wow, like he's just going to invite us in on this stuff. Like this sounds awesome, you know, and everybody was just excited to be there. And then he's like, yeah. And I go for my, I go for my swim at six o'clock. He would walk from, um, um, the Westin down the beach, down the pathway to Black Rock, jump in the ocean and swim back to his condo. And he would do that every night around sunset because he said people like me aren't meant to be in the sun. So he would do it at sunset so he wouldn't get uh, too much sun. But anyway. So I think it was, it was probably either the Saturday or the Sunday. And he's like, well, I'm going for my walk. And, you know, people always like surround him to get autographs and talk to him. And he's not really paying attention to time. So, you know, whoever's assisting him is like, Wayne, it's time to, you know, he's like, oh, okay. Right. And then like, he's like, well, if you guys want to come, I'm going to go for my swim. And so he's, you know, he's walking down to the beach and I was like, oh my gosh, I really, I don't want to miss this, you know? So I was like, "Mm, I'm not sure if I'm really going to get in the water, but I think I should at least be ready to. So I dropped my stuff off in my car. I had the little remote attached to my key. And so I took the remote off because that is not going in the water. And I put the key in my pocket. So I was ready and like I just went for it. So there was probably like, I don't know. It's hard to remember how many people now, but I would say like at least 10 or 20 people jumped in the water with him at Black Rock and it was so cute and he just meditates when he swims, you know, and there was this one point where I'm swimming on this side of Wayne and there's this other guy swimming on the other side and Wayne's kind of got his head down just like going real slow doing his meditation and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me, this other guy who was there and it was just like, can you believe like this is where we are? right now and it was just such a the whole weekend was so magical that i was just buzzing off of that for months um it's actually one of the reasons i ended up getting an an ohm tattoo cuz i had been thinking about it. i wanted something to sort of mark my commitment to spirituality and it was it was probably a couple years later i ended up getting the tattoo but i started thinking about it then and i came back and i was actually reading be here now from Ramdas, who has this symbol all over the book. And I was like, this would be a really good one. But um, we were talking about driving, and that's one of the things that I remember from the conference is when we were leaving, and we're all just like, oh, we're just we' just love for everybody, right? We're just filled up with love. We're all feeling so inspired. I mean, you're on Maui. It doesn't get any better than this, right? And we go back to the the car park, the parking lot, and it's a little bit madness, right? It's like right next to Whaler's Village and like all these cars in there. You have to, you have, to have a ticket to like pay to get in and get out. And like, so we're all trying to get out at the same time. And it was just like, nobody was bothered. Everybody was just like, Oh no, you go ahead. And like, Oh, I'm good. We're just going to wait, you know? And it was just like, I swear I felt that way for months. So, so seeing him in Maui was, um, yeah, was the best memory. And I'm so glad that I went and then he made it an annual thing after that, but that was the only one I ever went to, but maybe that was the one I needed.
1: I, I, I mean, obviously, I, I never got to see him physically, but Chris and I were driving home last night, and we we're listening to Wayne as always. And I said, if he was still alive and he'd done one of the, the spiritual cruises, you know, the cruises he did, I'd be like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in debt to go to go on that cruise. Yeah. <laughs> and because I, I remember going to all the different healing places, and you know, that's part, that's part like a big a big goal of mine to go to these spiritual places. And obviously, a CC was just up there with one of the yeah. most magical and beautiful experiences of my life but I think like you said like when I get to these places where I know he's been you can kind of experience like what he was experiencing and that's what I think Assisi did like you know we experienced what he experienced there and you could feel it you could feel the the connection and and the oh, special sacredness in Assisi like it definitely it's a beautiful town too it's so beautiful All like Italian just the streets and the cobbles and oh it's just it's it's beautiful I can't wait to go back like one night was like just amazing but I think Chris and I want to go and do like three or four days there just to soak it all up yeah yeah Um, yeah. and we do want to go to Maui you know because my husband spent quite quite a lot of time there and I we live in New Zealand so it's very got the similarities to Mm -hmm. to Hawaii with the greenery and the Polynesian life so it's definitely on our list to go and and spend time where he spent time you know and swim where he swam and yeah it's it's just and that's exciting isn't it that's that's the exciting part of life you get to follow on it's like when people follow like where Jesus was you know and all these spiritual Mm -hmm. teachers like Buddha and we get to go where they experience these things and connect and feel into it and experience it too
0: I think it's like they open the door for us not that the door wasn't always there and not that they're the only one who could have opened it but these people spark a remembering in us and that opens a door and then we have access to things that i think will forevermore be associated with them in some way you know, it's like the way ramdas talked about his guru maharaji as being you know basically his his doorway to god And so for the rest of his life on earth, you know, he still felt Maharaji with him. He still resonated that he was still sharing that love that he felt from Maharaji to everybody else. And I think that it kind of, um, it's not that it's not already in us, but it's like, we get sort of attuned, you know, like with Reiki, like we get sort of attuned to that frequency and then it's much easier to find it again
1: yeah yeah well i think i want to end on your favorite wayne Dye quote and not exactly a wayne Dye quote but one that he would always quote on his talks um my favorite one is um
0: i think it's from um pierre tillard the french guy where he says uh You are a spiritual being having a human experience, not a human being having a spiritual experience. Um, That's what I think of with the Om symbol. It's a reminder to me that we are birthless and deathless, that who we are at our core is a being of light, that we are eternal, we are divine, we all are, we're all connected at our core. I really believe that we're all one. That was not a concept that I had learned anywhere else. I learned it. From Wayne first and I learned it from others later and I've followed some of those breadcrumbs back thousands of years and like this is not a new idea but that sort of remembering is so powerful because no matter what's happening in your life you can see beyond it and you can see that yes the body suffers but there's a part of us that can use every experience of life as an opportunity for awakening, that I really believe that we chose to be here, that we are spiritual beings first and human beings second, that this is a temporary human life and that we're not alone and that we can be alone physically and we're never alone energetically. Like we spoke before about knowing that you know, Wayne's energy is still here. Ram Das's energy is still here. My father's energy, my grandparents' energy, um, Lao Tzu's energy, you know, like whatever it is that you resonate with, when they leave their bodies, they don't really leave. They're still around us. And I think that they continue to live through us. And if you think that that's been happening since the beginning, that we have been living through each other and to think that we're linked to all of our ancestors and all of our generations and that we you know we're born of the earth like alan watts said you know the earth peoples the way an apple tree apples like we didn't i know people like to think of themselves as like oh i don't belong here like some sort of alien that landed on this planet but really we are intrinsically born of this earth and so we're in tune with everything that she is and i think the energy of everyone who's ever lived and ever and ever will live and when you can resonate with that when you can meditate on that when you can feel that in your heart what harm could ever befall you what harm could ever befall you when you know that you are infinite and you haven't ever really lost anybody they're still here right now
1: yeah that is beautiful just when you think about it, spiritual being having a human experience. yeah What else
0: is there, right?
1: Exactly. And then it's
0: fun and then it's a playground and then it's like, yeah. what do I want to do? And what do I want to experience while I'm here? The one thing that I really learned from my father dying is that we are for sure going to die. That this isn't some concept and it isn't something that happens out there. So live while you're here, you know, really yeah. think about, what you want to experience what did your soul want and when we tune in to that inner voice i think that we're always guided and we're never alone
1: yeah i i always had two and i know which one. so the first one was half years. even after all his time the sun never says to the earth you owe me Mm-hmm. look what a love like that can do it can light up the whole world and that one just stuck with me like it's that whole love feeling of go out and help people serve service to others as the Tao teaches, but not you know not what's in it for me yeah.
0: that really resonated yeah. with me and
1: radiance yeah that really resonated because it reminded me of the love feeling that just makes you want to mm. love like there's no expectation of what what I get back because giving is giving back to me. I just feel it in in my in my bones and my soul. And the other one is forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. Because I feel mm. like that again comes it all it all relates back to love. It really mm. does, you know, about forgiveness and we are pure love and that's in in the image of God, isn't it? You know, we are we are godlike. We are a spark of God and. Yeah. So they're my favorite too.
0: And loving yourself
1: enough to let go, regardless of what
0: somebody else has done, that it really frees you. Uh, We won't get into it today, but you know, Wayne has his (laughs) own story of forgiveness, right? And that quote from Hafiz um, if you've listened to his meditations for manifesting, he has an awe for the morning and an om for the evening, and I think that's the last quote on the om meditation. It always just leaves me with just that that glowing fe- feeling of just like giving without anything, without expecting anything in return. And if we all did that,
1: you know, yeah, definitely, it is. It's definitely like, oh yeah, it's like I want to go read Wayne now and put Wayne on the TV. <laughs> 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 thank yeah. you so much for your time i've loved talking to you and getting to know you about your experiences and maybe we'll do this again in the future
0: yeah thanks for having me on it's been great to talk to you
1: how can people find you nadia i know your facebook group is the way and wisdom community and mm-hmm. your instagram is the way and
0: wisdom Yeah, so the easiest way to get me is my website and that's NadiaDelaCruz.com. I do card readings, I have events. You'll get the link to the Facebook group, uh, Wayne Dyer Wisdom Community. I am way, I mean, full disclaimer, I'm way more active on Facebook than Instagram, but I am planning to like try and show up more consistently, but it's always when inspiration strikes, right? So yeah, come to NadiaDelaCruz.com. Um, you can always drop me a message if you don't find what you're looking for.
1: And I'm always happy to help. Amazing. Thanks so much, Nadia. If you've loved this episode, guys, please share it with your family and friends, leave a five-star review. And if you want to reach out to me or Nadia, please do. I'll put all of her links in the show notes, but yeah, I'll be back next week for another episode. Bye guys.